Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Hey, welcome to NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Week 13 kicks off in just a few hours here as the Patriots host the Buffalo Bills right there at Gillette Stadium. And we come right out of the gate with some breaking news via Adam Schefter. What do we need to know about Vaughn Miller? Well, Field, a short time ago, the Buffalo Bills placed Vaughn Miller, their standout pass rusher, on injured reserve, which means he's out at least the next four weeks. They're still hoping that he'll be back at the end of the regular season, certainly by the postseason to help them, but they figured they would start the clock running tonight on the four games that he would miss by placing him on injured reserve today. It officially has been done. He is on the list, and that means he's out a minimum of four games and one more loss. The Buffalo Bills will have to navigate and overcome in the stretch run of this regular season. Plenty more ahead from Shefty here on NFL Live as we say hello and welcome. In and field, the Aitzegaard, Dana Orlovsky to my left. What's going on, bud? What's up, bud? Good to see you, you again. I'm doing great. Love great to suit. be back with you. Thank you right back to you. Love the suit. And Swagoo, Mr. Swagger, Marcus up. Spears right there on the left. And many times there we're on matching. the right and all-star crew. I know. We're kind of coordinated. They're kind of ah, coordinated. Uh, we're going to have much more on Von Miller throughout the show. Not just what it means for tonight, but what it means for the Bills' big picture this season. But we're going to begin today in Cleveland as, as of today, Deshaun Watson was supposed to speak to the media for the very first time as he faces his team, his former team, the Texans, this weekend in his Cleveland debut. There is so much more to his return beyond the play on the field. As we look back, here's a recent reminder of all the things that took place with Deshaun Watson over the past year and a half. He was suspended 11 games and fined $5 million by the NFL for violating the league's personal conduct policy. That, of course, stemmed from Watson being accused by more than two dozen women of sexual assault and inappropriate sexual misconduct during massage sessions. This offseason, the Browns traded six draft picks, including three first-round picks for Watson, and then immediately signed him to a five-year contract with an NFL record, $230 million guaranteed. As I mentioned, Watson spoke today to the media for the first time since being reinstated. Here's what he had to say. I understand that you guys have, uh, you know, a lot of questions, um, but with my legal team and my clinical team, um, there's only football questions that I can really address at this time. Sean, part of your agreement with the league was to undergo counseling and therapy while you were away. What did you learn about yourself during that time, and how do you apply that to now and going forward? Um, you know, I, I respect your question, I understand, but that's, that's more in that phase of clinical and, and legal stuff, and uh, you know, I've been advised to you know, stay away from that and keep that personal. I'm focusing on just being the starting quarterback and executing the game plan. That's my main focus. I'm not, uh, you know, worried about the atmosphere. I got to go in and, and make sure I execute the game plan. We will have to see Sunday, honestly. Uh, like I said, I, I don't want to, you know, it's, it might take time. It might not take time. You know, I just want to go out there and, and do what I want to do, make plays as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, two years is, is definitely a long time. But at the same time, um, you know, I've been doing this for, since I was six years old. So, uh, you know, just like, you know, riding a bike, I want to go out there and just find the pedals, 
get my you know transition going and then just let everything kind of come to me don't press it don't try to make anything uh, bigger than what it really is we've got this covered with both Kimberly Martin who has been in Cleveland and Adam Schefter as well Kimberly we'll start with you as you spent time at the Browns facility this week what did you take away from Deshaun's comments today uh, yeah, you know, the fact field, the fact that he would only take football questions only, I found interesting. I understand um, why he said that. Um, but there's a lot of unknowns here. I think that's been the big takeaway this week. A lot of excitement. But even Deshaun Watson, I asked him, given the investment they made in you, are you still, do you feel close to the guy that you were a couple years ago, when, that, that three-time pro bowler? And he said, we'll see. We'll see what happens Sunday. But even his teammates have been asked, you know, Deshaun Watson is back. Does it feel like he can give you a spark? Does it feel like he can save the season? And Amari Cooper and I talked today in the hallway and he told me, you know, it's not about Deshaun having to save the season. One guy can't do that. But here's the reality field. They need Deshaun Watson to play well. This is a huge investment. You said the contract term, the fully guaranteed 230 million. You know, this is a four and seven team. This is a QB friendly system. And this is a guy that we've seen make plays with his arm and his legs. And the Browns expect him to be able to make plays on Sunday against his former team. Kimberly, thank you. Let's get back to Adam Schefter here. And Shefty, what more can you add to this? Well, Field, as part of the terms of his mandatory suspension, he was expected to undergo mandatory treatment as well. And obviously that was something that Deshaun Watson could have addressed today, but he opted to stay on the script and stick to football questions, declining all questions that had anything to do with the treatment that he went through during the 11-game suspension or anything that's happened in the past. And I think he clearly, he and his team made a decision that they wanted to stay on that script because when he's veered off it, it's led to other questions, led to other issues, and they didn't want to have any of that. So now there are questions about sticking to just football questions at a time when he's getting ready to play again in Houston rather than addressing what he learned about himself during the mandatory treatment program that was part of the terms of his 11-game suspension. Chef D, thank you, and Kimberly, you as well. Plenty more on the Deshaun Watson story as we turn to our panel here. And Swagoo, I'll start with you. What did you make of the fact that Deshaun Watson bypassed the opportunity to address what he has learned and how he has changed, how he has changed as a man, and instead sticking to football questions? Yeah, listen, this is obviously a difficult topic for us to try to translate or or try to speak for Deshaun Watson. I will tell you what this will do. His legacy will be this. This will be a big part of the conversation going forward for Deshaun Watson. And there is something about acknowledgement. There is something about acknowledging wrongdoing, acknowledging something that was off about your behavior that doesn't put people at ease, but it at least humanizes you. And I think the robotic responses are falling on deaf ears for a lot of people that are waiting for some sort of explanation, some sort of apology, some sort of acknowledgement of all of the things that have transpired um, over the years with Deshaun Watson. These women can't run from it either that are dealing with um, the aftermath of everything that has transpired with Deshaun Watson. And I haven't talked about this much because we stayed away from it, waiting for investigations, waiting for reinstatement. But there is going to be no hiding for Deshaun Watson. Mm. This will be as as part as much a part of your legacy as a football player as it is playing on the field. Now, eventually what football has done 
It is taking away the conversation when you play well and you win some games and you do things that get people the, the, the excitement about the game. But when all things settle and when everybody gets back to the foundation and the crux of who Deshaun Watson is, this will be a major part of his legacy. And look, I would tell him, I would tell his legal team, his clinical team, at some point there needs to be acknowledgement mm. to humanize Deshaun Watson, not in a good way or indifferent or different. Acknowledge the things that transpired based on how you see them and not people having to ask you questions about it. That's really well said, Marcus. Um, I'm not terribly surprised that Watson didn't want to address it, that he just wants to move on from, to football. Mm. But I guess I would just say we don't have to do the same just yet. We meaning the mm. media, the people calling the game, the people covering the game, because this is not a player returning from injury. It's not something that we can write off quickly as off-the-field issues. This is, as both of you have laid out, more than two dozen women some of whom sued and some of who didn't, by the way, accusing Deshaun Watson of, you know, acts ranging from sexual harassment to sexual assault, which, of course, he has denied. And many of those have been settled. But something that's happening this weekend is uh, some of those women, I believe over 10 of them, are going to the game. And I've heard people ask why, especially since so many of them have settled. So, you know, financially, there's no motive. And I think it's precisely because of what we're talking about, which is for them this is still real. They can't just move on to football. They're still seeking some sort of validation or they're still experiencing pain. And I think it's important that we are aware of that when we talk about it right now, because at some point, Marcus is right, we are going to talk about football and football only. But at the moment, this is not just a football story. And when we talk about who he is as a person beyond the field, it's important to acknowledge that as well. Plenty of great thoughts there. No surprise from both Mina and Swagoo. Yeah. Uh, Dan, the cloud of everything they just described will certainly be hanging over to Sean Watson as he returns to Houston, of course, on Sunday. What do you expect that experience to be like? Unlike any environment he's ever been in. And guys, I'll be paying attention to it. And candidly, I don't know how he's going to handle it. You know, like as athletes, we often, mm -hmm. we're, we're used to going on the road into like hostile environments and people saying crazy stuff to us. But a lot of times, that crazy stuff is about, like, how much you stink as a player, so to speak. Right, right. Um, this is going to be, like, vastly different. This is going to be um, noise that is uncommon. It's personal. It's poignant. He's going to hear things that he couldn't even imagine hearing. And I'm, like, interested. Like, how does – because it's easy to say, well, block out the noise because that's what we've always kind of been taught and we condition ourselves to as athletes. But this is going to be, like, noise he's never experienced before. And he's going to hear things that he can never fathom hearing about him. I'm sure his family. That's how, and how do the fans separate fanatic from fan in these moments? You know, from, yeah. and I heard Mina and Dom talk about this, like the, the, the on the field appreciation for the talent versus the off the field story that, you know, was part of his name. Yeah. And um, I'll be interested to see, like, just how does he handle it? How, if I was a teammate, honestly, I'd be sitting there going, did you guys just hear that? Like, how did, and watching how he reacts to it, because I don't think it's going to be, I don't think that's, it's going to be something like he's ever experienced before. One thing continues to be clear to me, which is that every time Deshaun Watson speaks, he wants the focus to be on football, and he believes that it is time for us to move past what has happened in the past and instead focus on football. What continues to befuddle me is that a little bit of contrition, a little bit of remorse, yeah. a bit more accountability would have gone a long way in allowing this story to advance. And... 
as a high-profile athlete, especially a quarterback in the NFL who happens to make $46 million per year, you have the ability to be an agent for change. And he could have turned a very, very dark situation, probably the worst thing he'll ever experience in his life, into potentially a lot of positive change. Yeah. And it seems like that's not quite the motivation right now for Deshaun Watson, who just wants to play football. Unfortunately, this ain't just about playing football. Said. NFL Live, though, is often about a lot of football, and we're going to keep things moving here with Jimmy G. As he was for lackluster last week, but is the O-line part of the issue? Dano will break down the concerns with the 49ers' pass protection. Plus, it is V-Week here at ESPN. And we'll take you back to Stuart Scott's inspirational message from back in 2014 at the ESP. I promise you this is something you don't want to miss, and it's coming your way on the other side this break. NFL Live is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. And as we continue with V-Week, we wanted to remember the incredible speech delivered by ESPN legend Stuart Scott, whose profound words at the 2014 ESPYs when accepting the Jimmy V Perseverance Award continue to inspire many today. What you didn't see in the piece is what's gone on probably the last 10 days. I just got out of the hospital this past Friday. Seven day stay. Man, I crashed. I had liver complications, I had kidney failure. I had four surgeries in a span of seven days. I had tubes and wires running in and out of every part of my body. And guys, when I say every part of my body, every part of my body. As of Sunday, I didn't even know if I'd make it here. I couldn't fight. But doctors and nurses could. The people that I love, my friends and family, they could fight. My girlfriend who 
slept on a very uncomfortable hospital cot by my side every night, she could fight. The people that I love did last week what they always do. They visited, they talked to me, they listened to me, they sat silent sometimes, they loved me. And that's another one of the components of the V Foundation. This whole fight, this journey thing is not a solo venture. This is something that requires support. I called my big sister Susan a few days ago. Why? I needed to cry. It was that simple. And I know that I can call her. I can call my other sister Cynthia, my brother Stephen, my mom and dad, and I can just cry. And those things are very important. I have one more necessity. Yeah, it's really two. Two very vibrant, intelligent, beautiful young ladies. The best thing I've ever done, the best thing I will ever do, is be a dad to Taylor and Sydney. It's true. I can't ever give up because I can't leave my daughters. Yes, sometimes I embarrass them. Sometimes they think I'm a tyrant. That's a direct quote. There is an adjective that describes tyrant too, but I'm not gonna go there. But Taylor and Sydney, I love you guys more than I will ever be able to express. You two are my heartbeat. I am standing on this stage here tonight because of you. My oldest daughter, Taylor, I wanted her to be here, but college sophomore, summer school, second semester, starting this week. Baby girl, I love you, but you go do you. You go do that. My littlest angel is here. My 14-year-old. Sydney, come up here and give dad a hug because I need one. The V Foundation Stuart Scott Cancer Research Fund honors Stuart's legacy by awarding grants to scientists who are addressing racial disparities in cancer outcomes and providing opportunities to researchers from diverse backgrounds. ESPN and the V Foundation are proud to support this fund in Stewart's honor. You can support as well by visiting v.org slash Stewart. NFL Live will return after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pre-game headquarters is brought to you by Domino's. Get a taste of variety when you order off the Domino's mix and match menu. 
Got a fun Thursday night matchup that kicks off week 13 as we check in the Domino's pregame headquarters. And for that, we have our Patriots reporter, Mike Reese, and Bill's reporter, Atlanta Getzberg, standing by. Mike, we'll start with you. What are the Patriots saying about their plan to defend Josh Allen? Field, the Patriots need to be great artists tonight. Defensive lineman Dietrich Wise Jr. described that the pass rush is like art. They need to work together and create a wall so Josh Allen can't escape. Then they pair that with extended coverage on the back end, knowing that Allen is a master at keeping plays alive. Defensive tackle Devon Godchow compared the Bills' offense to a venomous snake, saying Allen is its head, and he said if you want to tame the snake, you always start with the head. For more on the Bills, here's Elena Getzenberg. While the Bills placed Von Miller on injured reserve today, the team is hopeful that he will be able to return this season. General Manager Brandon Bean said that they do not want to rush him back and that putting him on IR gives him time to recover and hopefully be back for the end of the season. The Bills will be getting back defensive ends A.J. Epinesa and Greg Rousseau for tonight's game against the Patriots, which begins a key three-game stretch against AFC East opponents. Field. Mike Reese and Elena Getzenberg, two of the very best. Here's a look at the Bills' remaining schedule, starting with the Patriots tonight with Von Miller placed on injured reserve. That means the earliest he could return will be at Cincinnati all the way in week 17 with two games left in the regular season at that point. Dan, how big of a deal is this? Let's talk about this from a macro perspective. This is massive. Yeah. I mean, it even more enhances the point that tonight's a must-win for Buffalo. <coughs> I mean, Buffalo sits at 8-3, but they're 0-2 within their division. Mm. This is a division game tonight. And the next two weeks are against divisional opponents. So we want to talk. And the reality is this. 21 out of the last 22 teams that have gone to the Super Bowl, that's the course of 11 years, 21 out of 22 have won their division. Wow. And the only team that's that was that stand. one outlier was Tampa in 2020, and they didn't have to play in full stadiums. That's right. So for a team that has Super Bowl expectations all throughout the offseason and has looked apart for many parts of this season, tonight's a must win. And having to do that without Vaughn makes it even harder. Um, I still believe that their defense is a good unit. But make no mistake, like they, they were very out front. They went and got Von Miller for one reason, to beat Patrick Mahomes. And so um, mm -hmm. for a team that sits at 8-3, eight and, eight and three, 0 and 2 in the division, they got to win tonight. Couldn't agree more. And uh, tonight I think it's especially significant that they get pressure because that's been the biggest issue for Mac Jones thus far this season. Last yeah. week when he had the best game of his year, it was because he was in relatively clean pockets. Guys, when he is pressured – he has a QBR of 1.5. That is a real number, 1.5. So in this game, without Von Miller, it's going to be incumbent upon Gregory Rousseau, who was playing great football before he got hurt, to make a huge contribution. Don't count, of course, Ed Oliver on the inside as well. But it, to me, it all starts up front for Buffalo. They've got to hold up their end of the bargain because without Von Miller against Miami, I mean, you'll start looking at the rest of the schedule, yeah. it gets even hairier. Yes. Y'all, I was thinking about this, and Mina, you brought up uh, Russo and obviously Ed Oliver. I was thinking about what will what will Leslie Frazier adjustment be if they're not getting pressure? We saw Matt have some success last week in the play in the play action. We saw that New England offense kind of open up some things, and Mac threw for the tune of three eighty two. So, do you need to add a little bit more pressure if you're not getting home as much? And what? Does that make you susceptible to hmm. a part of this? And, and you guys know I talked about Von Miller being a closer, but a part of this was also how you can operate and function defensively without the commitment 
of adding guys in pressure situations. Hardy made up for that because usually his pressure rate, which is as high as anybody's in the NFL, was going to cause movement from the quarterback, speed up the offense. These guys are not getting paid $100 million because of their name right. or because they're fast. They're getting paid that type of money because they change the way offenses have to play. So I'd be interested to see tonight if Leslie Frazier has to do anything differently right. than what we've seen this year to try to generate some of that pressure that Vaughn has. Yeah, Marcus, to answer that, MK, I'd like to hear your thoughts too. Is like, one, one of the cool things about Buffalo's defenses here was they didn't pressure a lot, but when they did, it was like perfect. You know, and so do perfect. they have to yep. do that more? Because Vaughn, they ran their defense through Vaughn. I think to answer that question, Marcus, it's the next level, though. What does Tredavious White start to look like as these weeks go? Because mm. it's That's easier to ask, pressure yeah. – if you trust that he can hold down at least a half of the field within coverage. I also think it's a little bit harder with Micah not back there. If you had both of those safeties and their communication, I think it'd be a little bit easier. Knowing that one half of that isn't there, I think makes you a little bit more hesitant to do it, MK. Yeah, Christian Benford. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how much Davius White, because he was really limited snaps on Thanksgiving. He's coming back from the injury, of course. I'm also curious to see if they play a little bit more man coverage than Mm. usual. That's something that the Patriots have struggled against all years. The Bills' defense is very straightforward. They rush with four, and they play zone. So to your guys' points, I'm curious to see, with some of these injuries against this particular opponent, do you break some of those tendencies to put Mac, jo- Mac Jones on the ground and make him confused. Can't wait for Thursday Night Football. And let's go ahead and do a same-game parlay. That, of course, courteous of FanDuel's same-game parlay. Dan, let's start with you. Uh, Mac Jones, over or under 225 passing yards today. What do you say? I'm going to go under, and FanDuel, this is a great number. Okay. Mac averages like 221 yards passing a game. Buffalo gives up defensively like 225 yards or 220 yards passing per game. I think the weather plays a little bit of an element tonight. I'll say under. Okay, how about that? Over, under, 25 rushing yards for Josh Allen. This one's easy, right? I think this one's easy. It's over. You're going to make some money tonight. Josh has ran for over 25 yards in all games but two. Week two against Tennessee, he played for like a half because they whooped them. And then Thanksgiving, I think that's a little bit attached to some of the sacks Detroit got. I'm going to say over. Okay, one more here. Does Stephon Diggs score a touchdown tonight? Yep. Mm, Okay. Dan (laughs) says yes. Those touchdown bets are often the trickiest one, but Dan looking for some offense. Got to get one to hit. Let's go. This hey, hey, he has been good. He's scored a touchdown in all but four games this season. You've heard our picks. Now you can use those to make your own. Make some build money. a same game parlay with FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. Hey, coming up, the Bengals beat out the Chiefs last year in the AFC Championship game. Will history repeat itself? Mina tells us what the Chiefs need to do to stop this red hot offense. Stay tuned. And you are watching NFL Live presented. I fan dual sports. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And 
Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NFL Live, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL is headed back to Las Vegas for the 2023 Pro Bowl games with all new skills challenges and the first ever NFL flag football games on Sunday, February 5th. Tickets go on sale Thursday, December 1st. In the meantime, the Pro Bowl roster is in your hands. See that QR code right there? Scan that and vote right now. Well, that's we'll be there. I know you have them. We'll be there. Sunday NFL Countdown crew has you covered week 13. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and then Monday night countdown gets you set. Saints, Bucks, they play that night. Six Eastern is the first coverage you get. That's Monday night countdown. Both are on ESPN and the ESPN app. All right, time to check in the injury report. And for that, we bring back our guy, Adam Schefter. And Shefty, lots to cover in the Chiefs Bengals game at the wide receiver position. Take us through it all, starting with Kadarius Tony. Yeah, feel some significant injuries with some significant skilled players. Kadarius Toney has a hamstring injury that prevented him once again from practicing today. That's two straight days of no practice after missing last week's game. That tells you that he's not tracking to be able to play on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals, which means the Chiefs will have to rely on other options like Juju Smith-Schuster, who was back at practice today one day after he missed practice on Wednesday due to illness. The fact that he is back today tells you that he is tracking to be able to play against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday who are also expected to have Jamar Chase who's missed time with that hairline hip fracture. He is expected to be back this week. He said he plans to play on Sunday against Kansas City. That'll be a boost for the Bengals offense as will the expected return of Joe Mixon. Now, both Mixon and Chase were limited in practice today, but the thinking right now, Field, is that both are likely <clears throat> to be available, barring any setbacks, mm. for Sunday's big game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think big might be underselling it, Chef, because I cannot wait for this rematch of what was an awesome AFC Championship game yeah. last season when the Bengals' offense exploded in two separate meetings against the Chiefs. They really had no answer to the Chiefs for Jamar Chase, who, as Sheffy just said, expected back in the lineup. How about safety Justin Reed, who was not with the Chiefs last season? He was asked about the Chiefs' offense. I thought he was a bit confused by which player he was referring to. He made it clear he plans to lock down the Bengals' offensive attack. He was referring to Hayden Hurst. Take a listen. You know what? Rather than taking a listen, we'll say what happened Just next. Show Jamar you. Chase was like, okay, let's put some money on it big time. That was on Twitter. Reed responded, also via Twitter. You're welcome for the extra motivation. See you Sunday, champ. Then Chase came back and responded, tuna in a can with a cat eye emoji. I like that one. Here's the sound that I was referring to. It was Hayden Hurst himself, who apparently didn't take too kindly to Justin Reed's remarks. I don't know. I mean, you could pick anybody in this locker room, but you know, I feel like I'm the last person you probably want to talk about because um, I have a long memory. <laughs> okay. Swagoo. Like what do you think of this one here? This one's fun. Let's go. Sunday. I'll be watching that game. What do you think, Swagoo? 
I think this is how me and Dan get when we get around week 12 and 13 <laughs> when I just want to punch him and he want to punch me too. Yeah. And it's all healthy competition. I love this, man. Yeah. I love this. I love this. Uh, this is football playing out in real time in front of all of our fans. The trash talking, the ability. Look, we remember what Cincinnati did against Kansas City last year twice. as well. Don't think that that doesn't have something to do with it. I'm excited for it. I think this brings so many eyes to this game that would naturally follow their own teams. People will be tuned in because of this mess and this junk. And y'all know I'm here for it because I'm petty as hell. 425 on Sunday? I'll be watching that. That'll oh, no be a doubt. good one there. No Mina, let's, let's, let's take it on the field here. What does that Chiefs defense need to do differently this time to try to slow down not just Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins and Hayden Hurst and Joe Mixon and every other skill player for Cincinnati? You guys know how uh, Sean McVay famously has that get-back coach, the guy who keeps him yeah, from going yeah. onto the field. I want to be that for Steve Spagnuolo. When he's thinking about dialing up that blitz, cover zero on third and long, I want to get him and bring him back and say, no, you don't have to because we remember what happened last year when you did it. Look, this Bengals offense has been a little bit up and down this season. They haven't been as deadly against the blitz this year as they were in the past. But they are still third in the NFL in excited points added per play against man coverage. If Joe Burrow gets either, frankly, T. Higgins or Jamar Chase one-on-one on on the outside, he is going to hit that go ball. So if I'm the Chiefs, I look at what other defenses have done successfully against the Cincinnati Bengals. I play zone. I play cover two. I play patiently. I force them to work their way up and down the field because there is no need for pointless aggression in this game. MK, I love the fact you brought up the go pass. Um, Kansas City, to your point, they play 50% of their snaps are in single high coverage, whether it's cover three or man. Now, more often than not, it's going to be man. If they do that, and you mentioned the go route, the reason why Joe is so great at it is because he can change the type of throw for that one singular route. If you want to be a corner player of the top like last, this is the T. Higgins, let alone Jamar Chase. This is up top. The corner is going to play high on that corner when Joe makes his decision to throw. You want to play high? I'm going to throw it with a little bit of air, a little bit of touch, trajectory, and allow a big-framed receiver to use his body to box you out, right, instead of throwing it firm. This is a very similar route. It's just going to be stutters his feet right around six or seven yards. But again, single high coverage, one-on-one. Joe's making that decision to throw. This time, the corner's right on his left hip. This time, he could throw it out in front, leading that receiver down the sideline. That's very similar route. Mm. It's very similar coverage, but it becomes a different throw Yet same result, and that's why it's so dangerous because Joe's got such a great feels, and I don't think Kansas City can cover one-on-one. Don't do it, Steve. Jamar. Don't do it, Steve. Right. right. By the way, I would love to see you getting dragged by spags across the sidelines. <laughs> Security's um, going to come and tackle me when I'm screaming, don't blitz. Sorry. I have the visual of that. Um, I think, I, I, that that's a big part of their offense. Yeah, Dan, Mina, MK, that's absolutely right. I think another element that Cincinnati added last week was Samaje P. Ryan. Mm. And they may be getting Joe Mixon back. This is the one team, like from a skill position standpoint, I think based on what Kansas City has been doing, they can get in a basketball game with Mm. They can get in a shootout because of the talent level that they have. And now Zach Taylor has shown the willingness and Joe Burrow. uh, Theo, you talked about the, the fast patience. I forgot how you phrase it. Yeah. But this team is playing very similar mm. to what Kansas City has needed to do. And then when those shots open up, they take advantage of those opportunities. The Bengals have and like I'm the, not sure if anybody better than Chase. Yeah, since he has like the SEC West of schedules coming up, I can't wait to follow this team for the next six weeks. It'll be a lot of fun. It starts on Sunday, but it's time now for us to go 
on trend. Here's how it works. I present a current trend in the Come NFL. On, One of our analysts will tell us yeah. if it continues this week. And we start with Derrick Henry, who's averaging just 1.7 yards before contact per rush this season. That ranks second to last in the NFL amongst 52 qualifying players. Mina, do you expect this trend to continue for Henry on Sunday against the Eagles? I hope not, because when they're facing the Eagles defense, it's like what happens when a rock meets a soft place. Uh, the reason why he's getting averaging 14 yards for contact, it's a little complicated. Some of it is the run blocking. They haven't had Ben Jones or center of the last few weeks. Some of it also is that Derrick Henry is facing the most stacked boxes of yeah. any team in no the surprise. NFL. I don't think the Eagles will take that approach, so there should be opportunities for Derrick Henry to eat uh, more than he has so far this season. Okay, let's go from Tennessee to San Francisco, where Jimmy Garoppolo has been pressured on 16% of his dropbacks. That uh, on pass is thrown two and a half seconds or quicker. So that's actually the fourth highest pressure percentage of any quarterback with yeah. passes under that mark. So they're not doing a good enough job protecting him. Do you expect that trend to continue against Miami, Dan? I do, and that's my concern with San Francisco right now. Everyone says, well, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think their pass protection as a unit is pretty important. They're going against a defensive line that since, since week nine, when Bradley Chubb has come over, they've gone a little bit more four-man front. Their pressure rate's gone to 33%. They got two guys that are in the top 10 in the NFL in pass rush win rate with Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. <laughs> this is an offensive line that San Francisco, to your point, field. They like to try to get the ball out quickly, but even when they do that, they're not giving him a ton of opportunity to do it well. That's my biggest concern for San Francisco going into this game. Look at what! Can't wait for that one. There's such a great slate of games here in Week 13. Cannot wait for San Francisco and yes. Miami. We have some news out of Chicago. We bring Adam Schefter in for more. Schefter, what can you tell us about Justin Fields? Well, Field, one day after Justin Fields was limited in practice due to the shoulder injury that he suffered, he was listed today as a full participant. So if you're Ooh. a full participant on Thursday, that mm-hmm. would tell you yeah. that you're tracking to play on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Now, the interesting part here, of course, is that the Bears have their bye next weekend. So the logical course of action would have been rest fields now, get two weeks off, then get them healthy. But the Bears apparently feel a little bit differently based on their practice report today where Justin Fields was a full participant. Well, they have been very consistent. If he's 100%, he will play. If not, he will not. We'll find out come Sunday. Up next here on NFL Live, the Bills have officially placed Von Miller on the IR list. We'll hear from Shefty as he brings us more updates on the injury front in Buffalo. Stay tuned. NFL Live is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. Monday Night Football returns as Tom Brady and the Buccaneers host Alvin Kamara and the Saints in Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. Manning cast also back on ESPN2. Coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6 Eastern time. Should be a fun one tonight at Gillette Stadium on a beautiful December day in Massachusetts. There you see down in Foxborough where the Patriots play host to the Bills. And it's time to check back into the Domino's pregame headquarters as Adam Schefter joins us. Adam, some big names to keep an eye on tonight on the injury report. What do we need to know starting with Jacoby Myers for the Patriots? Field, he's listed as questionable with the shoulder injury that he's been dealing with, but he is expected to be out there playing tonight in a big division game. That'll be a boost for the Patriots offense, having their top wide receiver on the field against the Buffalo Bills. Myers is expected to play tonight against Buffalo, who will be without their starting left tackle, Deion Dawkins, who's been ruled out, and Von Miller, who, as we mentioned earlier in the show, was placed on injured reserve, which means he will be out at least four weeks now, and they'll hope to get him back at the end of the regular season before the start of the postseason. But it'll be a big loss playing tonight without Dawkins and Von Miller. Two big losses for the Bills. And one other note about the Buffalo Bills Bills field, Odell Beckham Jr. scheduled to visit Buffalo tomorrow. Odell visiting with the New York Giants today. Mm. Don't, Don't get jealous. Swaggo, he'll be with the Bills tomorrow. Go to the Bills. Don't get jealous, Swaggo. And then Monday, he's scheduled to be with the Dallas Cowboys. Do it. Okay. Swaggo. Do it. Do it. Okay. 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 All right. Swaggo's okay. back at ease now, Shefty. We okay. appreciate that. Okay. Okay. We'll talk more about mm-hmm. Odell. He'll sign a team, sign with a team at some point for sure. But let's go back to the Bills because with Deion Dawkins out, all eyes will be in the Patriots' pass rush, particularly Matthew Judon, who's just so good. New England's defense actually records pressure at the fourth highest rate in the league this season. That might not be an issue for Josh Allen. He's been great under pressure this season. He's actually second in QBR and top four, both yards per attempt and first down rate. So, Swagoo, no one better to talk about offensive and defensive line play than you. Take us aside the matchup. Can the Bills' offensive line hold things down without Deion Dawkins? It's going to be super interesting, babyface, mm. because Matthew Judon obviously puts pressures on quarterback. And we saw this offensive line struggle against the Detroit Lions. We saw a... a Practice squad guy, first time active in James Houston, come and have two sacks against Josh Allen. And then eventually it turns into Josh Allen legs. The thing that I'm looking forward to is to see if the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, is going to dial up more run for Josh Allen or even coming out of the backfield. We talked about it all week long about putting him under center. I think that protects him a little bit and protects those tackles on the edges. But more importantly, you better get Matthew Judon taken care of Mm. because he can absolutely wreck this game. And I know that there has to be a plan. If it's Bill Belichick, he's going to have a significant plan about keeping Josh Allen corralled in this pocket and allowing his rusher to get home. And remember this, y'all. Like Josh Allen, for the last three to four weeks, has had to use his legs in some very critical situations for the Buffalo Bills. That may not be afforded to him. That's why I think you need to design some QB runs, but they better get Matthew Judon taken care of or he can absolutely wreck this game. A quick patience out of Josh Allen. I want everyone really mm-hmm. at home to understand what, what that I mean by that. Like everyone just says the phrase quarterbacks have to be patient. That doesn't mean they have to play slow. Okay. It means that they have to play mm-hmm. mandatory for what the defense is allowing and or forcing them to do. But that can happen quick. Watch this, okay? This is what I mean by quick patience. You're going to get a change pressure. This is zone coverage. Seven guys deep. 
Josh hits his back foot. Back is just getting out of the route. Those zone defenders are dropped underneath. There's two guys not even looking back for the ball yet. For Josh, get the ball to your hands. Because the defense is telling you, we're not going to let you throw it downfield. But the quickness of it allows for that six, seven-yard completion. Another clip from under center. Play action like Marcus is talking about. You're going to get seven guys in coverage again. No one is looking back for the football outside of the back. Instead of holding onto the ball, quickly be patient with your decision-making. Meaning, the defense is saying, we're going to have so many guys drop back underneath, you're not going to be allowed to throw the ball downfield. So the uh, efficiency and the quickness of Josh making that decision fast, it, it still is imperative that he does that while also being patient. I feel like sometimes when people hear uh, us analysts say, well, quarterback's got to be patient, they Im immediately attach it to, like, play slow. No, 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 this is very quick. The decision Decision yeah. shows patience. patience. All right, Mina, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, thing I'll be curious to see is whether Josh Allen's accuracy in the short throws looks better than they did on Thanksgiving. I think that's tied to the UCL injury. Oddly, it looked more accurate throwing the ball downfield than he did short. I think with that in mind for New England, probably the two most important things are uh, taking away those deep throws and then also the scrambles. Last time these teams played, or last December rather, Josh Allen scrambled for 64 yards, but that was a very different Patriots defense. They yeah. made a concerted effort this year to get lighter and quicker. They have one of the best safety groups in the league. I would not be surprised if we see the likes of, I don't know, Kyle Duggar or even Jabril Peppers playing closer to the line of scrimmage to try to contain Josh and stop him from breaking off any of those long runs that make him so deadly uh, when the Bills are not effective out other than Josh Allen on the ground. To me, that's going to be key for New England. Can you stop Josh Allen from throwing deep? Mm. And then can you stop him from using his legs, breaking off any explosive yeah, runs? It almost reminds me Josh's performance from week one against the Rams. Remember how quickly he would get out of the pocket, man coverage, run, and then get down? Yeah. If New England wants to play man tonight and everyone turns their backs, he'll do that. And if they're going to play that zone, it's how quickly that back foot hits. And he either gets the ball out to an easy completion or takes off and makes something happen. All right, let's pick this game, and uh, we have three of us on the same team. You guys can probably guess who it is, as Mina, Dano, and I see this the same way. We all have the Bills winning this one. Ooh. Each of us gets a close game. Swagoo, defend your pick there. You get the Patriots. We all think this could be close. Why are you confident in New England? Yeah, I think it correlates with what Dio said. I think they're going to force Josh Allen to be patient. And in that patience, that patience that we're asking him to display, throughout the four quarters, we know that he can get greedy. And we've seen Josh Allen okay. give the football away quite a yeah. bit this year. So, and, and then too, y'all, I stressed it when I talked about the tape. Matthew Judon, I'm telling you, they better have a plan mm. to make sure that they take care of him because he can force Josh Allen into some of those bad decisions and I just, I, I just think it's going to happen tonight. I don't hate it. By the way, those red sleeves look real good in those throwback Hat Patriots man. jerseys. No. All right, time now for one more thing before we go. And this really has to be the coolest thing to happen this week for Marcus Spears, King James, as in LeBron James. Last oh, yesterday, man. man, I watch NFL Live almost every day because I simply love football. But I watch it even more when Marcus Spears is on there. Dude IQ of the sport is dope, funny as hell. And you can tell he's just being himself. You don't be hating, just be speaking the game, and it's facts. You thought that was cool? This right here is even cooler. I know LeBron can appreciate this as a very proud father, but also on Twitter. How about oh, this? Man. Kari Spears Woo! 
the young queen of the Spears family, first team All-American in volleyball. Look if you don't know that. about her, you will know about her one day. She'll be on ESPN Swagoo. Y'all gonna make me cry, man. Oh, yeah, no, but like the real deal. Like we're talking about the LeBron James of volleyball. Swagoo, the floor is yours. What do you have to say, my friend? Me and her mama proud. It's been a week. It's been a week. Congrats to you again, MK. But. Look at that baby girl right there. She getting, she doing her thing, man. Look at the pride so right there. What's so better? Amazing. All great people here, not awesome. just great football analysts. Swagoo, well-deserved, my friend LeBron. We're Thanks for watching. Now. I was going to say. We're Lakers fans. All in. We appreciate you watching this every single day.